So don't believe the cliche of, um, if I would only submit, he wouldn't hit. So this is not, it's not a, a Christian failure to call the police on your husband who's hitting you. It's probably a good idea. All of the behaviors that the Bible calls us to do as followers of Jesus and as spouses, correct, um, also make us right for an abuser. Uh, how do we set boundaries and expect healthy behavior from a spouse while dying to self and believing the best and treating our spouse as more important than us? Christians need, to f um, need help finding the line and what to do about actual abuse. So this is actually a, a super popular belief right now is that, and, and, and many Christians hold it to it too. They just nod, yeah, you're right. All this Christian stuff makes me ripe for abuse. And I, I, don't, I don't think it's actually entirely true. So I want to push back on that a little bit and let's just not, let's not assume that the teaching of wives submit to your husbands makes you ripe for abuse. Um, and I, I tried to look up statistics on this and find out if in feminist societies, if there was less marital ab spousal abuse. And I'm not, I couldn't get statistics on that. Right. It doesn't seem like there are any, at least that I was aware of. But um, I would argue that in one sense, it keeps you safe if you're a Christian the whole, th all, whole way through because you won't pick that loser to start with. <laughs> you won't pick, you're not as likely, you know, sorry. You're not as likely to pick a poor choice for a spouse. You know, when you see someone who has a bad temper, you now some people hide it really well for a long time. So that's, you could still get ambushed with it, but um, you're less likely to do it. Um, but also Christianity teaches self-sacrificial, loving male headship, not just male headship. And everybody who criticizes Christianity on the, the complementarian side, which I agree with, everybody who criticizes that side ignores the full teaching to husbands. As if the only teaching in scripture is like, men, you are to make all decisions. Tell your wife what to think, drink, walk, wear, all things. She has no rights of any kind. And, then, and I'm like, boy, I hope Christians don't believe your portrayal of Christianity because it will cause abuse. Yeah. Right, we're talking about love, loving, self-sacrificial uh, headship in the home. Yeah, not aggressive, proud, easily angered, bullying and power-focused patriarchy. This is why I don't like to use the word patriarchy to describe Christianity because we have to have some way of distinguishing it from the punkish behavior of the past that, and of the world in general. We've yeah. got to find a way of saying, no, Christians do this differently. And so I, that's why I like the word complementary. Um, but this so, is a problem. Like, this is a huge problem in the churches. See, we talked a little bit about that this morning. Mm -hmm. This whole idea that, you know, and women feel abused by these husbands who do what you just said. Yeah. You do what I say, you, you know, and it's sad. Right. And I, it, it, it frustrates me when I see it out there with, with, other, with other women in their marriages. Right, right. So obviously that husband's not obeying scripture exactly. because he's being a domineering But he actually thinks know, he is, person. though, because like we talked about, he's taking yeah. scripture out of context. He's only interested in the verses that apply to his wife. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> What do we call that? Yeah. Abuse. I mean, this is that's spiritual abuse. Right. That's the nature of spiritual abuse. I'm only interested in the verses that tell you what to do. Yeah. I, they don't apply to me. I do whatever I want. This is every, every parent, every non-Christian parent of Christian kids. Doesn't the Bible say honor your parents? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Doesn't it tell you to honor your parents? You're about to honor your parents? Uh -huh. This is every, every non-believing husband. Doesn't the Bible say you're supposed to submit to me? Yeah. Right? It's whenever... Whenever the Bible is primarily a weapon I use to correct others, but not myself, I'm a spiritual abuser. Right. That's the nature of that. So, um, so I, I will say a few things. Okay, submission does not mean silence about every issue or about abuse for that matter. Paul, for instance, he knew he was supposed to submit to government, but he still openly complained and appealed to Caesar in the face of abuse that was happening through the law. How does that not apply to marriage? Mm -hmm. 
I think it applies. Um, we all turn the other cheek. This is true. Scripture says turn the other cheek. But we can confront abuse. Jesus did. When he was struck on the cheek, he answered them, if what I said is wrong, bear witness about the wrong. But if what I said is right, why do you strike me? His version of turning the other cheek didn't mean you couldn't confront abuse. Okay. So I think that's an important biblical principle. Confronting abuse is a healthy thing. Confronting it's something that's not comfortable. I don't want to do it, but it's something that's actually a biblical view. Um, we can also flee abuse. Jesus says if they persecute you in one town, flee to another. Like if you're getting really severely abused, flee. Like you can absolutely run. You can expose it to, you can call the police. You can, you can bring in, you know, the church. You can also bring in the world because there's laws against that stuff. So this is not, it's not a, a Christian failure to call the police on your husband who's hitting you. It's probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's going to cause a, a bunch of havoc. You know what he's going to get? In California, at least, he's going to get a 52-week domestic violence program with somebody like me who sits down and tells him things like, yeah, you know why you won't marry her? You're a coward. I have a whole lesson on that. <laughs> I'm a little more harsh with those guys. <laughs> um, so um, we, can, we can call the police, right? We can hold them accountable before other people. One of the worst things with abuse is when you feel like you can't tell anybody. It's a big secret that you can't communicate. But scripture's like, hey, confront them. If they won't listen, you bring in other people. And so this is good. To me, these are safety things. What I'll say is, culturally, cultures generally ignore these things. Right. Christians are supposed to follow scripture on it, but when Christians have half a Christian view with a cultural ignoring of the other views, that's when we have abuse problems. But I think it's the worldliness, not the Christianity that's causing the trouble there. Um, You can hold them accountable. Like I said, you can call the police. Domestic violence is a crime. Report it. Don't ever believe the lie that the person who told that the the fallout was their fault. This is always the lie. I've had kids who were being abused who reached out and finally told me, and the one reason why they didn't say anything for years is because they were told, you call the police, they're going to break up our family, and it's going to be your fault. This is just a power and manipulation tactic that abusers use to keep the people they abuse silent. You have to realize that for what it is. You are not responsible for the wicked behavior of others. If the government comes in and is like, you're actually going to jail for that, that was so bad, you don't blame the person who told them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is, this is uh, it's good to be the whistleblower as a Christian, yeah. <laughs> is what I'm saying. But, so, but people need to know it's okay, because a lot of yeah. people were raised in churches where it's like, you just need to, to be a good Christian wife, and you need to just hang yeah. in there, and you just need to just, just take it and love Jesus. You know, and, I, and, and I'm like, I don't really think that's true. Yeah, well, I agree that you need to hang in there in a sense. Right. But when it's extreme abuse, I don't think you do. Right. I think you need to get out of there. Um, when, but, you know, you need to be a good Christian wife. That's true. Part of being a good Christian wife here would be, you know, calling the cops. <laughs> exactly. Like that's, what I'm, that's my point. Right. Is that that's, so don't believe the cliche of, um, if I would only submit, he wouldn't hit. <laughs> right, exactly. What? No, 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 no. No. Um, even a, because t- mostly when you have abusive marriages, you have problems on both sides, right? You don't just have a perfect, innocent victim and a horrible abuser. That's usually what we see on, like, Hallmark films. But um, more often, it's this big mixed bag. But the Bible cuts through this by saying, hey, your sins, they're your fault. Your sins, they're your fault. So when a husband abuses, usually it's males who abuse women. Uh, When a husband physically abuses, uses extreme abuse, um, no matter what she did to provoke it, that was his responsibility. She still has to deal with her stuff. But but there's no, 
if you would just, I've heard this, I've never heard a church do it, and I know churches have done it, don't get me wrong. I haven't in my lifetime experienced any pastors ever doing it, but I know it's been done. You know, if you would, you just have to submit more, and if you would just yield and submit and be more gracious and a godly wife, then he wouldn't be acting this way. That's unbiblical to the extreme. James says each man is tempted when he's drawn away and enticed by his own desires. It comes from within. Temptation comes from within me. So the man who blames his wife for his sins is the same as the man who blames God for his sins. And James chapter one, I think, says, no, man, like you, this is what we tell our little kids, right? What your hands do are your fault. Like, this, is, exactly. this is just good education for humans. 